I'm Andy Otto, it's the 5th of September, and this is Thought Press. Today we continue with part two of our Hurricane Katrina coverage, but today we bring you voices not just from officials, but from victims. You'll hear firsthand the terror and frustration endured from those who've escaped and those who are still in New Orleans. Somebody's coming to get you on Friday and send you out on Friday night. Send you out on Friday night. The floodwaters are becoming a major health risk, and some residents are refusing to leave. We also learn about how thousands are donating housing to victims and how you can help. Even the Labor Day Jerry Lewis Telethon is diverting much of their donation earnings. Finally, we have words of Kanye West, the rapper who hosted an NBC Hurricane Relief concert. George Bush doesn't care about black people. We'll play the rest for you. These stories next on this enhanced Thought Press. I'm Andy Otto. Welcome to this Thought Press where it's news plus more. And today we continue with stories about Hurricane Katrina. There's always new news about it, and next week you can expect a more normal thought press. But today we hope to tug in your hearts a bit more and give you the chance to donate if you haven't already. You can do that through our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is important, too. You can let us know what you think anytime by emailing us at thoughtpress at gmail.com. You can also call our listener line at 206-33-THINK. That's 206-338-4465. For those who are listening through iTunes or an iPod, you're now listening to an enhanced podcast. That means this podcast is divided into segments or sections. You can skip ahead or go to the next segment on your iPod, or in iTunes 4.9, you'll find a pull-down with bookmarks for each section of this podcast. Tell us how you like it or if you have any difficulty. Our information again at the end of the show. We continue with some more stories of Hurricane Katrina. Evacuation continues, and with that come stories and words of survivors who rode out the storm. Scott Stearns begins with a gripping report as he toured the hardest-hit areas with President Bush. Katrina's fury was clear from the moment Air Force One touched down at Keesler Air Force Base. Siding ripped from the building next to the control tower and downed trees littering this base outside Biloxi, Mississippi. The president's motorcade wound through the debris, over streets of mud, past furniture drying in the yards of destroyed houses, around trucks tossed on their side by the storm's strong winds. Turning left down Howard Avenue, just a block from the Gulf of Mexico, what had been a neighborhood is now a jumble of cinder blocks and timber. Bobby Lane and his family tried to ride out the storm in his home until his son came running into the bedroom. And the boy woke me up and said, Dad, the water come through the door, so the water started rising from the door. And so we tied up a sheet and tied around each other, and we laid each other at the door, you know what I'm saying, and went to a neighbor's house, and we all got up in the attic. They were in the attic three hours, the water still rising. Uh, and we looked at the ventilation of the attic, and we saw the water about a foot from the, from the attic, man. And the women asked, know what's going on? So we had to lie to them and tell them something different, you know what I'm saying, we didn't want to get them upset it. Yeah, but it was a harbor site, man, I tell you that. Kevin Miller came out to meet the president and said it was a welcome break from the misery and despair that's gripped the neighborhood since Katrina struck. Mr. Miller rode out the storm seven and a half meters up a tree. He says it felt like a stock car race. It was like being in NASCAR without the car. Uh, water going one way and the wind going the other. 
and uh, about lightly tore me apart, I felt. Um, a lot of people were floating by. Uh, I can't believe how many people made it under the circumstances. Uh, it, was, it was a rush. Standing at what was once a Methodist homeless shelter, President Bush said no one can be prepared for the vastness of Katrina's destruction. You can look at a picture, but until you sit uh, on that doorstep of a house that used to be or stand by the rubble, you just can't imagine it. Charles Grant was in the upstairs hallway of the United Methodist Seashore Mission when the building came apart. When it, when it let loose, it let loose. I mean, bricks were falling on us. Uh, I gave up and then somehow floated to the top and there was a big white roof there and I got on top of it and that was the end of it. But I mean, I stayed there for four hours in the storm. Among the ruins of Howard Avenue are the small signs of past lives, broken records, the base of a green kitchen blender, a soggy videotape of the movie The Godfather. Gary and Valentina Stilwell sit under a tarp in what was once the garden of a home built in 1855. All that's left is three front steps. The house they were attached to floated away. We rode our house to two and a half blocks. If you look over to the left here, you'll see a, a little white outcropping with a rip of shingles and a bunch of trees. That stopped us from going any further. What's it like to be in your house as it's moving down the street? First, we kind of watched everybody else's house, you know, float by, and we kept going, isn't that roof and an arts or, or Ted and Sandy's? For all that's gone, Gary Stilwell has not lost his sense of humor. We thought about moving, but not in this manner. President Bush left Biloxi by helicopter for an aerial tour of the damage. Rows of red shipping containers floating in the Gulf, boats wedged in trees, cars in backyard pools, railroad wagons scattered along twisted track. Over New Orleans, all the boats of a marina are piled in a corner, as if you cleared your children's toys by picking up one end of the rug. At the city's 17th Street levee, a steam shovel clears debris from the channel as dump trucks try to fill a breach that's left most of the city under several meters of water. President Bush looks out over a fire from a broken gas line burning on the surface of the water, bubbles boiling up from underneath. Catfish jump at the stained glass windows of a Baptist church. These are tough times. This is a, a storm the likes of which, you know, I pray I never see again. Once the levee's fixed, engineers say it will take weeks to pump out all the water. President Bush says $10 billion of emergency assistance is just a down payment on what will be needed to restore coastal communities and rebuild New Orleans. Officials say that could take months or even years. Scott Stearns, New Orleans. Now, U.S. public health officials are worrying about potential diseases as a result of stagnant floodwaters containing sewage, a risk for diarrheal diseases, hepatitis, dysentery, cholera, and typhus, to name a few. There's also worry about mosquito-borne illnesses. U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Michael Levitt. Anytime you have this type of disaster, whether it's in the United States or anywhere else, uh, you have the potential for this kind of disease. That, For that reason, we have dispatched 24 public health teams, or in the process of dispatching them, throughout the Gulf region uh, to begin working with state and local officials to assure that we're doing everything possible to avoid it. People have lost their jobs, they have lost their lives, they've lost loved ones, their homes are gone, the, their mementos, all of the things that, have, that make life stable and certain for many of these people are gone and it's going to, it's going to exact 
uh, a devastating toll, and we've got to be there to help them, and we will be. Meanwhile, people are still wondering where to go. Those that could travel went to places like Georgia to find a room in overbooked hotels. Still others have found refuge in strangers' homes. Joshua Leaves brings us stories of Katrina victims still wondering where to go. The full scale of Hurricane Katrina's devastation may not be known for months, as authorities in the worst-hit areas of the Gulf Coast struggle to help those left behind and sift through the wreckage, the hundreds of thousands of people who fled their homes ahead of the storm are now stuck in unfamiliar cities, facing an uncertain future. As Hurricane Katrina churned north through the Gulf of Mexico over the weekend, forecasters warned it could strike Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Public officials ordered a full-scale evacuation of coastal cities, so thousands of people packed up their cars and headed east to the closest state not in the storm's path. Georgia. They got off the highway at the first city they knew, Atlanta. Now, small hotels like this Comfort Inn, just west of downtown, have become refugee centers. They said, you gotta go. We went, but now what? What do we do now? Jai Wooten fled her home in New Orleans, along with her fiancé and eight of their relatives. They're all in this hotel, and Ms. Wooten says they only have enough money to get by for a few days. We're just living on God's love and the love of the people of Atlanta. A lot of luck and a lot of prayer. That's it. In the lobby, between donated meals, she watched TV news reports showing that her neighborhood was flooded. Her home is destroyed. It's a predicament she shares with nearly everyone here. New Orleans architect Tyrone Causey says he has no idea how to rebuild his life. We stuck. We stuck. So, you know, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm going to put my head together with everybody and see if we all going to be on the same page so we can make something happen. The hotel has lowered its rates and is charging people based on how long they plan to stay. The hotel staff, in addition to their usual tasks, are on the phone asking local people to help the evacuees. Baby items, um, from pampers to, to milk, uh, we're asking... Front desk manager Susan Nation is calling Atlanta businesses to request donations. So we need everything, anything that you would use at home, we're needing it here. Santorelle Bacchus, another New Orleans resident, has been spending much of her time trying to get in touch with celebrities to ask for donations. But she says she has a larger concern, one that makes her feel helpless and terrified. We have other family and friends back that we probably won't hear from them for months. We don't know if they're dead or alive. Despite the uncertainty about their future, those who escaped with their loved ones say they feel grateful. Again, Jai Wooten. The things, you can get those again. You get them again and again and again and again. You start over. It's hard not having my family's pictures or not having my daughter's report card or, you know, not having the things that you're used to having. But what do you do? You just start over. In New Orleans, Ms. Wooten runs a daycare center. Now she and others are trying to ensure that the dozens of children here have some fun. They're swimming in the pool, taking walks, and getting together to watch funny movies. Ms. Wooten says she wants them to enjoy a respite, however brief, from the trauma they all may be experiencing for a long time to come. I'm Joshua Lebs in Atlanta.
Many strangers have donated their own homes for hurricane refugees. Hurricanehousing.org has listed about 120,000 beds. If you would like to donate housing for hurricane victims or find emergency housing for yourself, you may go to hurricanehousing.org or head to our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com, and click the Hurricane Housing link under this podcast posting. Well, every Labor Day in the United States, Jerry Lewis hosts the Muscular Dystrophy Association Telethon. It's an annual tradition that raises millions of dollars for those with the condition. This year, however, the 21-and-a-half-hour MDA telethon will also be giving some of the money raised to help Hurricane Katrina victims. Bob Mackle is of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Well, we decided that this uh, disaster is of such a magnitude that we have to help. There's no way around that. So we're going to have separate appeals from big-name stars, and they will be diverting those funds to the Salvation Army Relief Fund. So we'll be doing kind of like a joint effort this year with them to try and help people with uh, muscular dystrophy and also to help the victims in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. For Jerry Lewis, this will be his 40th annual broadcast. Last year, they raised $59 million. Debbie Williams is the telethon stage manager. She says that production takes a lot of work. This is the granddaddy of them all, and there isn't anything like this. All of us, all this team puts together a lot of the variety shows and specials on TV, and this is um, a breed of its own. I've done it for now 20 years. All of us have been doing it for a very long time. We're all exhausted when it's over, but we all feel good. If you would like to donate to the Muscular Dystrophy Association, head to mda.org or go to our website where we have a direct link. One large complaint about the hurricane relief effort is the federal response. Some blamed FEMA, while others blamed the president. Aaron Boussard was on NBC's Meet the Press. He's president of the Jefferson Parish, south of New Orleans. Yesterday, yesterday, FEMA comes in and cuts all of our emergency communication lines. They cut them without notice. He went on to tell of a co-worker's elderly mother who was trapped in the rising water. On the phone, he tried to assure her that help was on the way. Somebody's coming to get you. Somebody's coming to get you on Tuesday. Somebody's coming to get you on Wednesday. Somebody's coming to get you on Thursday. Somebody's coming to get you on Friday. And she drowned in Friday night. She drowned in Friday night. Lynette Bouti spoke on a New Orleans TV station about how she was, among others, trapped on a bridge in the hot sun and helicopters flying overhead provided no help. It was totally and completely a crime against humanity. You do not have people sitting on concrete slabs with no food, no water, in 92 degree temperatures, and the only thing you can think about is people stealing stuff they can't use. Dehydration causes insanity, and starvation causes insanity. And if you didn't eat a day before you got in there, you damn sure have to do something about when you haven't eaten in five days, okay? So, yeah, they were reacting, but the reaction was the fact of survival, starvation, okay? Homeland Security Director Michael Chertoff says there are many who do not want to leave. There are a significant number of people who have indicated they don't want to leave. We give them food and water. Let me say this, that is not a reasonable uh, alternative. We are not going to be able to have people sitting in houses in the city of New Orleans for weeks and months while we dewater and clean this city. 
What's your reaction to the government's response? During an NBC hurricane relief concert, celebrities Mike Myers and Kanye West narrated. Myers followed his script, but Kanye West shared his opinion about how blacks are being shown lately on TV. I hate the way they portray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. see a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch. I've even been shopping before even giving a donation. So now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what what is the biggest amount I can give. And and just to imagine if I was if I was down there and those are those are my people down there. So anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with with the setup, the way America is set up to help the uh, uh, the poor, the the black people, the uh, the less well off as slow as possible. I mean, this is Red Cross is doing everything they can. We we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now, fighting another way, and they they they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. George Bush doesn't care about black people. NBC edited the broadcast for the West Coast airing. Send your emails and thoughts to thoughtpress at gmail.com or call 206-33-THINK. Your feedback is welcome anytime. If you'd like to help with the donation to the hurricane victims, either monetarily or housing, go to our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. All the links are there. I'm Andy Otto, and you've just been listening to Thought Press. You may follow up with links or stories mentioned on this program through our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. If you have suggestions or comments or would like to be heard on Thought Press, call us at 206-33-THINK or email thoughtpress at gmail.com. Our number again is 206-338-4465. Our audio is hosted by archive.org and select content is provided by Voice of America. Don't forget to visit our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. Thanks.